much for just bearing with me. Welcome to the Melanated Way. I'm Linda Entwee. A lot of you have been asking, where have you been? And listen, I know that there has to be amazing blessings coming my way because between YouTube taking my page and banning me for life to being in SoCal with, you see my toque on, you see my my sweater on with the pom-pom. Uh, we're going through this crazy vortex. I didn't have... Um, power all weekend. Uh, part of that weekend, I didn't have water. So I was living, I know these are first world problems, but literally I've been going through it over here, but I'm all good. Power's back on. I'm feeling like if I can, if I can make it here, I can make it anywhere. <laughs> that being said, I'm going to bring my favorite girl up so that she can commiserate with me. April's in the house. Hey. <laughs> hey. So uh, shout out to the live chat. Hey, Carol. Yes, I'm happy my power's back. Yuli, hey, girl. Hey. Hey, Joslo, Raydella, Vanessa. Um, yes, guys, I'm fine. I spent a lot of time. So if you ever lose your power, just know that Target will always have power. Um, I have an electric car, so I was able to charge my car for free at Target, charge all my, my, um, you know, my phone and my laptop at Target. And they have like a little place where there's Starbucks and you can plug in. Yes, it was overwhelmed with all the people doing the same thing, but they had heat and power and light. And so, you know, I may not have been, um, a purchaser, but I was, I was hanging out in Target April. <laughs> Most of the weekend. So it's hanging out on Target. And then <clears throat> on Saturday, um, I booked a gig. As most of you guys know, I do entertainment reporting, all that stuff. Um, but I booked a live gig where I was hosting a Sweet 16. April, you know, a lot of these, let me just tell you, first of all, I'm A, I'm so glad that I was, I'm not 16. Second of all, I feel like I'm glad that I didn't go to school in America because these fucking, oops, excuse my language, these girls were like mean girls to me. Mm -hmm. They're trying to act like I'm like this old lady trying to tell them what to do. And I I had to like first take a stance. And second, they figured I was cool as soon as they saw my screensaver. My kids, my screensaver is Drake. And they <laughs> saver for Drake. And they love Drake and all the things. And then plus I knew all their music. You know what I mean? Because it's the same music I listen to. Listen, mm -hmm. you might be 16. I might be like 20 years older than you. But you all need to just calm the F down. Because what you're not about to do is mean girl me. So they tried to mean girl me as I'm hosting. And I was like, April, I was like, you know what? I've done hard interviews, right? I've done really hard interviews with A-list celebrities who don't want to give you any information, right? I've done the Oscars, um, like every major red carpet. I've been there, done that. And those are hard. And those should be intimidating. You know what was more intimidating? These little bitches. <laughs> They were like looking me up and down like I didn't know what I was talking about. And they want to have an attitude. I was like, oh, hell to the no. This is what we're not about to do. So anyways, I was able to win them over. Still got it. 
Good for you. For those of us um, pavos who can't escape uh, by doing fancy interviews, I uh, couldn't stay in my apartment one night years ago, and so I went to Spa World. We oh, did what's Spa World? Entries at the Korean Spa. If you have one in your area, it's forty dollars, and it's good for twenty-four hours. So I end up sleeping at Spa World. Oh, see, you got to just be creative. That's yes. right. you got to be creative. When life throws you lemons, you make your lemonade, and you be creative. You do okay. Uh, Joslow said, "Oh my God, was literally thinking and hoping April would be here and talk about the prenup." So yes. much for me, April. April, you're winning over my page. <laughs> It's so nice to be wanted. Thank you. Camille says, oh, my God, you've been going through it. Camille, you are not wrong. You are not wrong. You are not wrong. And I'm just still trying to just be, you know what? This year I said um, that I'm just going to try to be positive. Uh, because as many of you guys know, last year was just like the worst of life. So I figure like maybe last year, April was training me for like some of the bumps in the road that were going to happen this year, but I'm healthy. I'm happy. I have my power. Although I think April, I might have a little bit of PTSD because I'll walk in and I'll be walking around in the dark and it will take me a few minutes to be like, why do you have lights on? Oh yeah, because I didn't have lights for days. I don't realize I can put lights on now. Right. What? I can run water? A little shell-shocked, are we? Totally shell-shocked. Yeah. Anyways, let's get started. Uh, overall thoughts of this episode. Oh, oh, before we do, you guys, bottom of the screen is where you can support uh, me, my show. Uh, it's Linda is So Girly everywhere. Why do I always forget? Venmo, PayPal, and Cash App. So if you feel so led, uh, given all the things that are going on, please feel free. Uh, I appreciate you. There's also super chats and super stickers available on YouTube. Okay. Overall thoughts, April. Overall thoughts. This episode needed Danielle. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed I enjoyed the couples this this episode. My I overall Yeah. Go ahead. No, I wasn't mad at anybody. I'm like, Jamie is getting to run for her money. <laughs> not, you're not wrong. My overall thoughts were, I don't know if I, just because I've been watching this show so long or because I'm in entertainment, but like I see, like everything we talked about last week is everything that's happening. Do you like, so I see what the storyline is. Mm -hmm. And so I'm already irritated watching it because I already know what's going to happen. Like uh, even just talking about Debbie and her son. And remember last week I was like, oh, he's, he's worried about the money. You know what I mean? And like Jen and, and Rishi with them and him not telling her and her, she did flip it a little bit and we'll talk about it. But same thing where I'm like, oh, that's a mistake. Mm -hmm. As well as like Chris and like, all of the rumors that are out there on the interwebs where, you know, it might not just be about being allergic to, to mint toothpaste. It might be a little bit more than that. So I see where it's going. And I was just like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But let's talk about it. So let's get yeah. into it. We're going to talk about Jen first. Okay. So she's arrived in India. She's got a six hour taxi ride ahead of her. Uh, it's been two years since she's seen Rishi and she's worried, right? Cause she has to go to uh, Jaipur and she doesn't know if the attraction is going to be there. The chemistry is going to be there. You know, they've been engaged for two years, but they haven't seen each other in those two years due to the pandemic. Mm 
And so she jumps into this taxi. She's taking a taxi for six hours. And I started howling because she's giving this driver her life story. And I don't know about you guys, but when I take ride shares, I kind of vibe up what the driver's doing. If the driver's going to be a little bit chatty, then I'll be a little bit chatty if I'm like not doing other stuff. But what I'm not going to do is jump in and then talk the driver's ear off. Yeah. So she's talking the driver's ear off. She's saying her life story. She's like, do you think it's crazy that I'm marrying someone I haven't seen in two years? And he's just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was not interested in her life. <laughs> Can you imagine six hours of someone just like blah 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 blah? Oh my goodness! He's looking at her and she's looking at him and she's not even picking up on, on any of the social cues. No. She just goes on and on and on. I just I died of laughter. It was hilarious. <laughs> so, <clears throat> in the meantime, uh, we see Rishi, and Rishi's excited to see Jen. Right. He's at home. He does his prayers. We see his mom. His mom has made breakfast for him. That's going to be a whole thing that I want to talk about as well, because, you know, he's what, 38? And he, I mean, we'll talk about that, but <laughs> dude, you're closer to 40 than you are to 20. And I don't know, like I get it, but I don't get it. So, yeah. Um, his mom has arranged for one of the families to come and meet him today, the same day that Jenny's arriving. Right. And so he's making lies. He's telling lies to his mom. He's like, Oh, I'm going to be at the gym. I don't know what time I'm going to be back. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to meet the woman that you're trying to arrange marriage for or her family, but I'll keep you posted. Right. So he's like, if I get back in time from the gym, then, then I'll let you know. He hasn't told his mom about being not only being engaged but proposing that his woman has left her whole entire life behind nothing, and moved nothing. to a whole new country where she doesn't know the culture she doesn't know the language none of that stuff and he's like instead of being like hey i'm gonna be honest to my 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 mom and my family he's like well you know i i propose because quote jen is worth the risk I'm like, um, what risk have you taken, April? Yeah, he hasn't done anything. He hasn't anything. He hasn't, he's literally done nothing. So what exactly is he risking? Nothing. And I saw an article and I didn't have time to read it because I had no power. But <laughs> I did see the headline where they're talking about how this is almost, it's like an Indian phenomenon where younger men are always attracting or looking for older foreign women. Do you know anything about this, April? Um, actually, I watched a whole YouTube video that was talking about this. And actually, it was talking about it in the context of like Jenny and Sumit. Mm -hmm. And it was saying how, um, you know, it was a little bit different. Sorry, now that I'm saying it, it was talking about why Sumit's mom resents Jenny so much. And so that was different, but I'm going to go ahead and finish my thought. <laughs> but it was about um, her seeing Jenny have freedoms that she herself did not have mm -hmm. and that she grew up probably having to be somewhat of a servant to her mother-in-law and feels like it's my turn to have a daughter-in-law treat me that way. And I don't get to have that kind of treatment. Um, but it did touch a little bit on Submit also wanting an older person um 
because of just wanting someone that was going to be more independent. Um, but then there's also this conflict they have with their masculinity being based on being catered to in some way. So you want like an independent woman, but you still want to be catered to. And they're having that like internal conflict. All that. Uh, C. Cruz yeah. says, I don't appreciate the way he spoke to his mother after she laid out all that food for him. He's spoiled. C. Cruz, you're not wrong. He's not only spoiled, but like, dude, you're a grown ass man. Like you live at home. Uh, let me not just even go there quite yet with your curfew. Okay. But you want all the things but you don't want to do anything and you have no responsibility. It makes me feel like you're super immature for a 30 something. Extremely. You know what I mean? Like just no. And then, so, and we saw this with Smith. So like, I'm seeing a lot of parallels in this storyline and I know a lot of it, you guys are going to say it's cultural. And I'm going to tell you that I know a lot about their culture and a lot of it is not cultural. Right. So the fact that you feel like you have to lie to your family, that's not cultural. That's, no. just, that's just you. The fact that you are pursuing um, a foreigner and then not just pursuing a foreigner, then you go ahead and propose. That's that's you. That's not cultural. Mm -hmm. um, the fact that you same as Smith. She, we find out, and we'll, I'll show you some pictures after, but we find out that she's met his family before as a quote unquote friend, mm -hmm. but that's also on her because you've allowed um, Rishi to introduce you under false terms. So you're already setting yourself up, self up for failure because what mom, you're a mom, April, would you want to be lied to? Your son yeah. says to you, hey, this is my friend. And two years later, you find out that's not just your son's friend. That's their part, future partner. Why do you yeah, lie yeah. the whole time? So you're already setting a bad example for the parents and the family. And that's on Rishi and Jen. Jen should not have ever allowed it to be that way. She should not allow him to say, hey, this is just my friend. Because that's worse than just, hey, rip the Band-Aid off right away. I met her. I love her. I want to be with her. Say that and let them work through that rather than, oh, this is just my friend. Oh, your friend. We've known her for two years. And now we're finding out that this whole time she's more than your friend. That's yeah. not cool. Yeah. Yeah. Josla says that lie to his mom laid on his head all day. Well, it should have laid on his head for the past two years. He's been lying yes. to his mom for the past two years. He's what do you think? Dragging other people into it too. So now you've got your mom out making bids for you for an arranged marriage. He's wasting the time of a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, <clears throat> excuse me, we're dealing with all of that. Um, and in the meantime, as he said, he's going to be at the gym all day from sunset to sundown, which again, his mom should think something's weird about that, but whatever. He's meeting Jen at the apartment he chose for her. And he's continuing to say that, you know, like he can't believe that he started his day with a lie, but he's not ready to tell his mom the truth. And then you, and then did you notice this? Cause, okay. So here's the thing that I always say on the show. One of the things that I love is travel. And I, I encourage everyone, if you have the opportunity to travel, then travel. I know a lot of people can't afford to travel in their day-to-day -day life. So I think it's important when we see travel on TV that, we explore it and they explore it and give the opportunity for people to see how other people live. That being said, I still get disappointed with TLC when they just, they'll throw something out there and then not explain it. And here's why I say that. So 
we're going to uh, Rishi's part where he's about to meet um, Jen at the apartment. And so it's the intro to that. And the intro, we see this woman and she's picking up what looks like goat poop. Did you notice that? I didn't see it at the time that it happened. Okay, so she's picking up this goat poop. Now, here's the thing. I hope it is my second picture. So then we see her bringing out to the side and she's kind of making like what I'm going to call, because I don't know the name of it. They didn't give it any context or any backstory, what I'm going to call uh, poop patty. Yeah, I was going to say cake. <laughs> yes. Cake, okay? So poop patty. Okay. And she's like, she's using her bare hands to flatten it down with no context. And so... Of course, people are going to come to these crazy conclusions. They're going to say some, like a, a bunch of crazy stuff, myself included. And it's not okay because I'm sure that there's some reason she's doing this. Yeah. My first thought seeing it now is that she's probably just going to use it for fertilizer, no? I have no idea. But even if she's using it for fertilizer, why is she making it into these little patties? I don't know. To sell it? I don't know, girl. I don't know. Right? So, but do you see how they leave people yes. like, oh, you're in a foreign country and they do all these weird things. Yes. Like, no. Teach us. Yeah. Explain us. why. Don't just have a, yeah. You're right. I agree. 100%. Drives me crazy. So that's what happened. And I'm still like, if anyone knows what's happening here, I'm going to go with April's fertilizer situation. Um, oh, so someone said for fuel... That kind of makes sense to me. Someone says to burn, maybe. Fertilizer. If someone really knows, let me know. Because I would really like to know. And I know I'm sure I could Google it, but still. I just feel like it's irresponsible to, to put things out there and not really explain what they are. So Jen is 10 minutes out. She's almost back to Jaipur. And Rishi's like nervous. He has flowers for her. He's still concerned about starting his day with a lie. So it's a lot of this lie thing that's throughout his thread today, right? Um, she gets there. They do have a long kiss. They hug. I missed you. I missed you a lot. I can't believe it. Lots of kisses. Magic is in the air. What did you think of that? It seemed genuine. Okay. No? Did you not feel like it was genuine? I, I did feel it was genuine, okay. but I think that if you've ever spent time with anyone and then you see them after two years, you're, you're going to have that initial like, ooh, this is fun. Yeah. That's I don't true. know. I don't know about the long term, but in the moment, yeah. I would be nervous that I wouldn't recognize the person. Or be attracted to them anymore. Yeah. Or that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they have their initial meet cute and then they go upstairs to the apartment i was surprised but how huge the apartment was high ceilings mostly furnished more than she expected um he shows her her room dude thinks of putting i love you in rose petals but doesn't think of getting her blankets or toilet paper or any any of the essentials but, okay, I, I blamed her a little bit for this. Okay, why so? Because it looked like she arrived in the daytime. Why couldn't she go out and get things herself? True. But you think about when you first travel. When you first travel and you uh, internationally and you get there, you're just tired. 
yeah, but you also probably need to use the bathroom. So at what point yeah. did you realize there was no toilet tissue? That, that's true too. That's true too. That's and then true. you look in the bat in the in the bed, and there's no blanket. Okay, well, I need to do something about that. Right. So instead of saying you needed an adult beverage, you should have probably said, Rishi, instead of going to get alcohol, maybe you could go get a blanket and some toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> and a towel. She said she had no towel, so she slept right. in her clothes and didn't shower. I mean, can you imagine? But she did shower at the hotel the night before, so. Okay. Yeah, but for me, like, I, I for me... I would just be like, where's the stuff, right? Like if you're yeah. gonna, if I'm gonna take you or send you on some errands, I'm not gonna just think, oh, go get some adult beverages. I'm gonna look around and see the things that I feel like I'm gonna need to feel comfortable. Cause I don't know when I'm gonna see you next, right? Exactly. Or let me walk around the city with you a little bit so I can get my bearings yeah. and know where things are and be comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. So um, she's really impressed with the roses on the bed. She's like, you know, he's not a romantic type, so it's a big deal. She feels special that he did that. And so she is going to go change, make herself more comfortable. So she sends him out for adult beverages. What I did notice, though, April, is that she closed and locked the door. Did you notice that? I did not, but okay. I was like, hmm. So there still is some trust issues because uh -huh. why are you locking the door? door that makes me feel like you have some insecurities towards Rishi and you probably don't really trust him 100% yet yeah I mean that's your fiance and you're locking the door unless it's habitual like anytime I'm in a place that I'm not usually habitually I'm locking everything mm. but we'll see we yeah see. we'll see so um he goes they come back we go into they're sitting on some type of patio at the apartment he keeps, they're drinking. He keeps looking at his watch. She's like, you know, why are you looking at your watch so much? And it's because he has to go home, April. He, and he needs a reason to quote miss. And this is actually not a quote. I I did it. It's my quote. To miss his curfew. This mom is in his 30s looking at his watch like he's 16 and needs to be home by a certain hour. What were your thoughts on that? Because I was disgusted. I was disgusted. I also thought that he wasn't completely honest about why he was getting his well. I think he was trying to figure out, do I have time to have sex before I leave here? I think that's what he was pushing for. Oh, no. 100%. He thought yeah. that he's like, my woman's in town. Let me freshen up a little bit and quickly get over there. Let me put some... Um, roses on the bed so that I can get me some, mm -hmm. but also get back in time to meet this family so that I can um, get to my familiar responsibilities and make my mom happy. But I also still want to get a little jiggy jiggy with yes. this before I go home. Yes. So are we going to continue to to be doing this talking business or can we wrap <laughs> this up, get back to the bedroom where the roses are and get it on so that I can get home in time? Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> this fool has a curfew. But Jen puts a spin on it, which I was like, go ahead, girl. I, yeah. I'm mad at you. She spins and she's like, you know, I'm not really ready for you to spend the night yet. I think that we, I want to take things slowly. She still has a few doubts and she feels like her friends and her family have put all those doubts in her head. So she wants to make sure that she's on the same page as him before jumping into bed with him, even though they've already slept before together before in the past. Um, she wants to wait till they get married to have sex. And 
the reason being, she's like, well, what if he gets too comfortable hooking up? Uh, why, why need to get married? Which is true because, hey, think about it. He hasn't told his family about her. He's just friends. That's how he's going to introduce her. He has her put up in an apartment that she obviously is going to pay for because I know he's not paying for it. Right. So he comes over whenever he wants and gets a little jiggy jiggy, goes home because that's what he has to do. Then meanwhile, his mom is searching for his perfect match. He finds his perfect match. And then guess what? Peace out, Jen. Found a woman that it that my parents like. I think she's kind of hot too. And she's probably going to want to have kids because I'm going to want to have kids. And boom, Jen's exactly. in the lurch. Exactly. And then Jen's left holding a bag. So I think that it was smart for her to withhold so she can see where this is really going to go. Uh, listen, I was like, this is the smartest thing you've done yet, Jen. Yeah. And she said it was because her friends or family got into her head. Good for them. Good for somebody finally saying, like, my friend's family might be right. Let me pump the brakes a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely agree with you. So what we find out, and this is where you're going to come in with all your wisdom. Uh, <laughs> she has four months left on her visa. And he wants to spend more time with her. And she wants to spend more time with him. Um, before he introduces her as a fiance. So do you have any insight on, on that whole thing? So she's on a tourist visa, April? She's on a tourist visa. Um, so there, India's not super, super strict. She can request an extension of her tourist visa while she's there. We know that Jenny did that several times. Um, and then ultimately she got to stay because uh, coronavirus hit. Um, but they will need to get married at some point if she wants an opportunity to stay indefinitely mm. and to travel freely back and forth. Um, they will need to get married or she'll need to. Uh, remember when Jenny was thinking about joining the, the Harry Krishnas? Ridiculous, but yes. <laughs> she'll need to do something yes. uh, to be able to stay after, you know, however many extensions they allow her to have. Got it. But it's it seemed like Jenny had multiple extensions. Jenny so had multiple extensions. So you're saying that they're not as strict so she probably can get multiple yeah. extensions okay yeah they're definitely not as strict as you know what i should say i should qualify that um they're not as they were not as strict before covid but there are some countries and i don't know if india is one of them mexico is one of them that have been clamping down on remote remote workers coming and then not having a valid visa to be there. Mm. Um, so for example, you know, I used to go to Mexico back, I used to have residency in Mexico actually, and I used to go back and forth with no problem. They give you six months every single time you come. Um, but the last time I went, the officer actually reamed me out about not renewing my residency. And I was like, I don't, I don't live here part-time anymore. I can't renew my residency. And he only gave me two weeks. <gasps> oh, wow. Because they are being more vigilant about people who are coming and take displacing local residents because they're willing to pay in in dollars because yes. they're from the US or from Canada and they're displacing the local population. Yeah. Um, uh, we're post COVID, you know, before COVID India wouldn't have been so strict. Um, but now that we're post COVID, if they're having the same issues, they might be more strict. Is this true? I remember Jenny said that she wanted to, but I don't remember her actually leaving the country to renew. Do you know anything about that? I don't. Uh, I went back and watched the episodes. I remember she said that, but I don't remember her ever leaving. It could have happened and they just didn't show it to us, but I don't remember that she ever did. Yeah, me too. I don't remember her actually leaving, but saying that she might need to. But I, what I do remember is that she was able to renew. And I think Joslo, it's because 
the pandemic hit. So she didn't actually go anywhere because she couldn't go anywhere. Um, <clears throat> so it's 930. His curfew has come and gone. So he has to leave. And uh, he leaves. He says he's lucky because he comes over the next day and all his family was asleep. So he didn't have to deal with, you know, missing his curfew when he got home. But she's upset because she's lacking what she says, standard provisions. So heat, blanket, no toilet paper, no towels. And here's the thing that I thought was so funny. Well, not funny, but it would have been irritating to me, April, is that she's like bitching and complaining. And, and I think in that moment, that was the moment to say, okay, hey, listen, let's go into town and get mm -hmm. all the things you need. But he's like, eh, don't worry. I brought you a mini heater. And the heater literally, you guys, was this big. Chinese doesn't care about anything else. He's like, I'll meet you upstairs. So we're going to do some yoga. He was like, <laughs> I want you to remember what I feel like. So you can be like, yes, you can have some boom, boom today. That's all he wanted. Facts. And Facts. Jen is stronger than me, because if you hold me over your thigh, you'll get some boom, boom. Especially after two years. Woo, girl. Two woo. years. Woo, the drought. Hmm. Um, so <laughs> he says yoga builds trust. So he's looked into uh, like couples. I can't remember the word they use. But it's not tantra yoga. It's like couple, like two people yoga. Mm -hmm. Right? And so one of the poses he wanted to do was this one. Right? And I was like, Okay, first of all, this is a super sexy pose. Don't know what the pose is called, but go ahead. Like you said, April, he's like, let me just go ahead and like do this yes. yoga pose and let her remember how like I feel and how I, I am, right? Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, which I thought was really, really sad. And, and you guys know me, I like to talk about the issues, but so she's worried that she's too heavy. And I have to tell you, she looks good to me. She's what, 46 years old. She looks like she's in great shape. And the fact that as women, we always have to worry about what the standard of beauty is. And we have to always consider when we don't have to always consider, but it is a day-to-day -day pressure where you're like thinking about like your weight and how you look and how you are and how people are going to perceive you and all the things. And it's unfortunate and like I told you guys at the top of the show, I spent, you know, all day Saturday with a bunch of 16-year-olds. And it's still there. The 16-year-olds are still doing the same thing where they're prejudging you. And I don't know. It just makes me sad, April. Yeah, it was sad because she's in great shape. And it was, it was, it was sad enough when she said it. But when he reiterated it, I was like, oh, come on. She is not heavy. Right. He agreed with her, which was ridiculous. I was like, um... Are you kidding me? So they try to recreate this pose. I did notice, April, that they did it a little bit of diff differently. So here's the first part of the attempt where she is laying on his knee, right? Mm -hmm. Hands down on the ground. And then the finished pose was this. So he didn't actually have like his hand in between her legs, but on the outer part of her thigh. And, you know, they did what they could. But look at her, you guys. She is. Listen, y'all. You did great. You have to have realistic 
ideas about what women's bodies should look like. And we also have to remember that everyone's body is different and the frame of their body is different. The height of the body is different. How they metabolize foods and such is different. So like, can we just stop it already? Yeah. So they do that, you know, still no toilet paper, still no, no blankets, but you know, they got the yoga in. They sit down, have a conversation, and I don't know. Let me ask you this. Okay, so I'm one of those people that, and again, I'm not married, so I only know what I know. Mm-hmm. But I'm one of those people that, like, I, I want to take my time and get to know you. But I get that they're, they've been engaged for two years, but they also haven't seen each other in two years, April, right? right. So like, there's, like... And you didn't spend more than a month together. So like you guys are still, I don't know, in my mind, you guys are still getting to know each other, but um, mm-hmm. it's the second day and she's like asking him the questions right away. So before I say anything, because you and I tend to not be on the same page, <laughs> do you think that on the second day it's important? Cause I, you know, I also do say to everyone that you have to ask the hard questions and have the conversation. So should she have asked him day two that she's there if he slept with anyone else over the last few years? I think that it should have been an ongoing conversation they had during the two years. Like, what are your expectations during this time? Because if he had said, yes, I've been seeing people for the past two years, would she have a right to be upset or would she not? It would depend on what their conversations have been over the past two years. Sorry, my son's coming inside from from school. So you're going to hear this noise. But Taylor, say hi, 90 day people. Oh, hello. <laughs> hi. You gotta move over here to actually be in the uh in the frame. You're not in the camera shot yet, but you're about to be. Hello. Hi. <laughs> um because she says that she just wants to know, but what was the what was the agreement during that time? Because it would be fine if they agreed, hey, look, this pandemic started. We don't know what's going to happen. Let's just be honest with each other. If we see someone that we're interested in, right, that would be okay. Well, it would have been okay for me as long as it was said. But, like, when she brought the issue up, what was the expectation? We don't know what they've been talking about the past two years. But I, don't know. I agree with you. So I agree. So here's what I'm saying, April. I agree with you. I think it was weird. First of all, I wouldn't want to have the conversation day two. But I do think it's weird that you're having this conversation. And what have you been talking about for the past two years? I've seen that you guys are sending each other, you're FaceTiming and you're crying and you're saying, you know, I don't know if you want to be with me because I haven't heard from you in two weeks, all the things. And then you literally pick up your life and you fly halfway across the world, not knowing, A, that you're not considered his fiance to his family, not knowing what the F he's been doing for the past two years. Has he been dating? Has he been seeing other people? Has he been sleeping with other people? How do you not yeah. have those conversations in two years? And then on day two, be like, so faithfulness and honesty is important to me. So have you been sleeping with other people? Have you been hooking up with other people? You know what would have been an easy way to handle that to me would have been just to say, hey, the past two years have been difficult. We're starting from scratch. 
what I'd like to do is for both of us to go get tested together. That part. I mean, and I, so I get where she's like, you know what? I may not trust him as much or I have doubts about this. So I'm not going to put it out there. I'm not going to be like the side chick. So no sex until we're actually married. Right. Like I get why she now did that, but it takes a little bit away from me thinking, go Jen, because what, what conversations were you having in the last two years? Like, I don't understand why you don't know this, but this, you this, is, this is a theme for me, this episode. I'm going to say it another time. <laughs> what have the people been talking about the past two years? Every single couple had something come up where the other person's like, what the heck? Yeah. What have y'all been doing? I feel like when the only thing you can do is talk, how did you not cover these topics? Listen. What were they doing? What were you doing? What were you doing? Okay. What were you doing? Because I'll tell you this. And I, I, as many of you know, am very private. I don't put my stuff out there like that. But I, I'll share a little bit of a story. We're about to get an exclusive. You're about to get a little bit of exclusive. <laughs> um, okay. So I recently covered the Super Bowl. So I was in Arizona. And I have someone in Arizona that is not, I, I have to be very careful. How I, say. I used to hang out with someone in Arizona and we don't hang out anymore. And we haven't talked in a few years. And then something came up where uh, this person reached out to me. Well, no, I'll say that he did something that made me reach out to him. That's what really happened. And so we we went back and forth. And guess what? All the questions that I had questions about that we didn't talk about two years ago, those are the first things that I asked because let's be on the same page before we have any further conversation. Yes. You know what I mean, April? Like, let's be on the same page. I don't want to think one thing and it's something different. And then I'm going to be like, well, you never told me this. No, here are the things. First of all, A, I'm a journalist. So I'm going to have all the questions all the time. Second of all, whatever this thing is, I'm, I need, we need to be both thinking it's the same thing. So mm -hmm. how are you, taking it back to Jen, how are you engaged but not know what your fiance has done for the last two years? Doesn't make sense to me. me it really doesn't. So <clears throat> that being said, he didn't say yes, which was concerning to me. And he didn't say no. He said, quote, he didn't have time for these things. There were some online compliments, but it was like above board. That's not yeah. good enough for me, April. I'm going to need you to say, yes, I did. Or no, I didn't. Yeah, that's that wasn't an answer at all. Because, I mean, guys will have sex. I should say no gender. Anybody can have sex any time of the day. Right. And, and think about his answer. He didn't say, you guys, it's in people's words. Yeah. He it's in his words. He's offended that she asked the question. Uh, Secret says, didn't have time is not I love you. Yep. That part, listen to people's, their actions and their words have to match. Right? So he didn't say, no, I don't have other partners. No, I didn't sleep with anyone else. He said, he, he didn't even say no. He just said he didn't have time for these kinds of things. Yeah. And he omitted the truth. 
that he is being matched up with people. Right. Didn't even say that part. Didn't even say, oh, by the way, my mom's, you know, trying to put this arranged marriage together. Uh, FYI. Okay, so they have this conversation in April. I had the next big laugh and you guys, I might be shallow for this, but I, I, I'm not sorry about it. So the next big laugh is they're going to go shopping so they can find an outfit uh, for her to wear to his house to make a, a good first impression. And what is this? V what is this? First of all, first of all, what this is a lady shirt. I don't care what anyone else is telling me. That V is so that your cleavage can show. Because I have never seen such a deep neck V-neck. And then not just that, he matched it with his mask. Stop it. It's more I, than a V-neck. It's like it was ripped. I, I, but but fitted. Because look at the arm length is correct. Like he did this. This was a purposeful move, April. <laughs> it was purposeful. Okay. I don't even know what do you call this? An oval neck, a scoop neck? What what is this? And how like I had all the questions, but I was like, let me not. He's showing off his decolletage. Say that in how do you say it in French? Say what? Decolletage. <laughs> That's a French word, but I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> Never speak French again, April. Never. <laughs> Y'all. Oh my God, I'm so hot right now. That was awesome. That was awesome. Okay. So clothes shopping for an outfit and he hasn't told his family that they're engaged and she's agreed to allow him to introduce her as just a friend, which is a bad move on her part, in my opinion. Yes. She's going to come back and resent it. And, and, you know, we're going to talk about that shortly. Yeah. Um, and so they're shopping. This is the first outfit. And I got to tell you, whoever the guy is who's like the model, like I would love to have that job where you just have to like hold clothes up to you. Like, what do you yeah. even call that? Fit model? That guy's got the best humor about himself. Right. Fit model. Like, hey, yeah. hey, girl, hey. All of it. I love it. Um, Carol says, we've been to Ind in India several times. I've never seen a man in such a revealing top. And Becca said it'd be one thing if he had chest hair. And so wait a minute, wait a minute. Only if he has chest hair, he can wear that kind of shirt with the with the chest hair showing. I mean, I don't. I mean, to each our own. Becca's Becca's telling us a lot about herself right hey, there. Now we know what turns you on. That part. <laughs> and Karen says it's more like a unit. Okay, so loved whoever this guy was. Want more of this guy because this was all he was just like. Let me put this outfit on, on kinda, and show you what it looks like. Jen was having an adverse reaction to it all, right? She was like, that's not really my style. I'm not into it. We also find out that one of the things is that she's met his family before 
at his sister's wedding. She was introduced as a friend. So we're already setting her up for failure, in my opinion, because look how if she went to the wedding and they're all close, they've already thought one thing of her. And now they're going to find out, oh, you're not just friends that you're my brother's fiance. Yeah. Um, I have a question about the outfits that they were showing. Uh-huh. When she was saying that one was like, you know, too formal, too dressy, what was it about it that made it that way? Because I wasn't seeing a real difference. Um, I think she just didn't like the outfits. So okay. I don't think that so they were talking about how um it was uh Indian skirt and top. And from my limited experience this is not over the top. If you've ever seen any actual saris and outfits, they can be over the top. So this may be like, you know, you're going to dinner or something. I get that she might think it's over the top to, for what she said was just going to be a casual introduction. But if it's a casual introduction, one of the things you're still going to want to do um, is respect the culture. Okay. And uh, I say that and I, Again, I, I guess because my power is out, I feel like I'm being a lot more open today. <laughs> but I want to show you some things. So one of the things I'll show you is this. Uh, so this is me oh. um, in a sari uh, uh, in Jamaica at my friend's wedding. Um, and uh, she's from India. He's from uh, America. And so we respected that tradition and had, she had both parts of Western part of the culture. Um, here's me in the full sari outfit. Oh, beautiful. Um, so we respected both sides. So there was days that we wore Western clothes and there were days that we wore saris. Um, and so again, especially in the Indian tradition, it's really about respecting the culture and it might not be your culture, but you're respecting the culture that you're either marrying into, or in my case, you're supporting your friend into. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. so uh, going back to the outfits that Jen was talking about, for me, it was really her saying, A, that's not my style. And I encourage people to say, it's not necessarily about your style. It's about respect. Yeah. I At that point, I would just look for colors that I liked and not yeah. be too concerned about the style. Yeah. And I wasn't really understanding why she was saying one was like too formal. I I was looking at it like, I guess I just don't know anything about these to know that. Yeah. Or, and it wasn't that it was, she just didn't like it. She's like, it's not my style. So uh, he hasn't told her family uh, that they're engaged and She's like, well, what if you tell, oh, thank you. Penguin family says, Linda, that looks so nice. Yeah, you know what? You do something about uh, wearing a sari, you do feel very feminine in them. It's, it's, and then you have, um, I can't think of the word right now. Hindi? Yeah. That's not right. It's not yeah, Hindi. It's not Hindi. It's, What's the word, you guys? I can't think of it. The temporary tats on your hands. Um, I can't think of it right now. But you have that on your hands, and it's part of, you have it on the outside and the inside of your palms, and it's all part of the tradition. It's quite beautiful. Henna, thank you. Henna. It's henna. Yeah. Henna. Thank you. Thank you, guys. So, yeah. So... <clears throat> 
he says that the parents don't know anything. She does. He does say that he's going to introduce her as a friend. And she's like, well, what if you introduced me as your fiance? He's like, I can't because they won't let me out of the house, which reminded me of Smitten. And now she's like, well, if you're just going to lie about the relationship, then I just don't even want to meet your family anymore. She gets up, she storms out. Um, and says, you know, he hasn't been honest. He hasn't been honest about our, our relationship. He hasn't been honest to his family. He can't even say who I really am. So until he can be honest about us, I don't even want to meet his family. She goes on to say that he told her that he told his family that he doesn't want to have an arranged marriage. So she doesn't even believe he said that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um. So she's like, you know, if you won't say that we're a couple, that we're engaged and we're fiance, then... I just don't even absolutely want to even meet them. And I think that she's not wrong. She's not wrong. And yeah. good for her. I hope she doesn't change her mind. And this is the reason why I'm glad that she didn't have sex with them. Because I feel like it would have been harder for her to get that out if she had already committed to being that intimate. So good on Jen. I feel like she's doing the right thing. Absolutely. Because sex changes everything. It clouds your mind. You have sex brain. You're thinking about how great the sex is and not like what reality is. So yes. Hey, Stevie. Absolutely. Let's move on to Isabel. Yes. So Isabel and Gabe, um, Gabe is arriving or excuse me, Gabe arrives and no, I want to say Gabe is arriving. And one of the things Isabel says that I thought was interesting was he's staying with me quote permanently. Mm -hmm. I still go back to the fact that, but Gabe's the one that rented the apartment that you yes. live in and pays for it. So, like, how is he staying with you? Aren't you staying with him? Exactly. It's weird. The way she phrased it was kind of weird. It was a lot weird. I was not feeling it at all. There's some things that I don't know if I'm making a bigger deal about it, and it's just being lost in translation. But I didn't like that at all. Like, I just didn't like the fact that she said that at all. Maybe, maybe she means that he's not going to be coming and going. He's going to be staying like emotionally here with me as opposed to in the apartment that he pays for (laughs) that part april that part i I didn't understand um and maybe they'll tell us later on what was the reason why he needed to get an apartment that was an hour and a half away from where her parents live well i think he has to be in the big city because of his his um company right because he sources out well yeah i forgot about that yeah yeah he sources out uh the fabrics and stuff and perhaps it's not in the small city but in the big city would be my guess um we get reintroduced to miguel and sarah her children and we find out that you know they really have a great relationship with gabe uh isabel wants gabe to be a father figure to them and I want to know what your thoughts are as a mom. Is that what you look for? Because I really feel like it should just be like, hey, have a great relationship with my kids. And in that, because you're an adult, if you have a great relationship, then they're going to already see like a role model. Do they necessarily have to then also be a parent, a parental figure, April? They don't have to be. So I guess it would depend on what your expectations are. I wanted when Tina was younger to have a new father figure um, because I was tired of doing everything by myself. And I just wanted, I actually remember one time I went on a date with a guy where uh, Taylor came along with us. It was like 
you know, we've been dating for a year at that point, let's say. Um, and he was the one who like opened the door for both of us. And then we would go eat. He went to the bar with Taylor to help get food. Like I could actually eat food when it was hot. And like having somebody else who was there to help you in a parental role is nice. So I did want that when Taylor was younger, but the older, you know, Taylor got, the less I was like wanting anybody to interfere with my way of parenting. Mm, interesting. So um, for her, I think that she feels like she's been a little bit of a failure in the father department and she wants someone, it sounds like she has a good relationship with her father Mm -hmm. And so she wants her kids to have a father to have a good relationship with as well. Yeah, that makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. So Gabe arrives. It's me and more, me and more. Big reunion, hugs, kisses from everyone. Everyone was super excited. Uh, I loved their little reunion. I loved their, all the hugs. And it wasn't just him and Isabel. It was the kids came yes. in. Sarah and Miguel were hugging and happy and I just felt in that moment, I was like, I really want them to work out because mm -hmm. it does seem like the love is really there all the way around. And I can't remember you guys in 90 Day History where there are also kids involved, where the kids were so excited about the other person. I can't even think of another time. Can y'all? Well, there's one that I remember, but it ends terribly. Which one is that? Mike and Himena. Remember her kids were so excited to meet him. Yeah, but were they or were they more excited about the things that he brought? Because I'm going to challenge you on that because there, there was a language barrier. So they didn't know what he was saying at any point, but he brought all the toys and their age. That would excite any kid. Yeah. Like all you have is this, you know, whenever this foreigner is coming over. Yeah. He's some shit. Yeah. And I was geek girl. I was about to say that one, too. Michael uh, and Juliana. And Geek Girl said Michael and Juliana. Yeah. yeah. His I kids made more. breakfast for her when she arrived. They were like the politest kids in all 90 Day franchise. Them, those kids, and Hannah. Yep. Um, and there's one more, um, Tiffany's son. They're like um, the most polite kids in all of 90 Day history. Or the UK one where her daughter jumped into the man's arms. Uh, oh no, Vanessa, are you talking about the grown girl who like did the bear hug? Because that was a weird moment for me, I think. Um, anyways, I loved it, loved it, yes. and I agree with you guys. I think that the Michael and Juliana one, those kids are amazing. I think that Hannah is amazing, so you guys are right too. That but being this said, was, this, I mean, these. When you're adult children, I mean, like the daughter's 16, 17, mm -hmm. is that excited? She's excited for her mom to be in this relationship and she's seen her mom go through some bad relationships. I felt like positive about that. Yeah, it was really nice to see. So the whole family uh, loves him. He feels good about it. Um, shows Isabel that he got that tat of her name on his arm and he took away the tat of the other woman off of his back. And she's so happy about it. Shows his commitment to her and all the things she said. And then one of the things that he they said together that I just was like, oh, they talked about him no longer being alone in the U.S. And one of the things that his mom was worried about was that he was not going to be accepted uh, when he came out and he wouldn't have a family to love him. 
Um, and here Isabel and her kids are showing him that they're going to have many days together. She says it's better in Median, and he feels happy because he does have the family that his mom was worried that he wasn't going to have. Mm-hmm. It was really, really, really sweet, I thought. That is sweet. I, and I hope that things go well while he's there because I would hate for him to be trading the acceptance that he had with his sister and his mom for a situation that's not going to be as happy. Yeah. Agreed. But he also feels pressure. So he only has 94 days left on his tourist visa. And I know you explained it to us before April, but if we can get a recap in the 94 days, he says, you know, he has to propose. uh, He has to get, wait, he has to get the family blessing, propose, get married. And also in between all of that, tell her family that he's trans. Right. Um, so he started off with a normal um, six month of uh, being able to stay in Colombia. He's already used approximately half of that. So he's down to only having half of it left. And because he doesn't want to leave this time, he'll need to get married and apply for residency. Similar to the 90 day fiance situation in the US, except for he's on a visitor's visa as opposed to a fiance visa. So does a visa not reset if you leave the country, April? Um, It's up. It's the discretion of the individual officer, whether or not they want to allow you to do that. Um, So in this case, the officer is not allowing him to do that. They they're like they looked at how much time he's already used and they gave him what's left. Got it. Every single time you approach a border and you have a visa, it is just permission for you to approach that border. But the officer is the one who makes the decision to let you enter or not enter and what the terms of that entry is. That's kind of irritating because it, then it just depends on if the individual officer is having a good day or a bad day or likes you, doesn't like you, all the things. It absolutely does. I mean, it, it happened to me. I told you what happened in yeah. Mexico. Um, but it happens to people a lot. They'll, if it, It's more likely to happen if you don't have a return ticket that they're going to be more strict. Um, if you have a return flight, they'll usually let you have the amount of time that you have. But if you don't have a return flight, they're going to be more strict with you um, because they will somewhat assume that you're planning on violating it. It's terrible. I just feel like there should be more of a standard so you know what to expect. But then, I mean, I don't know. So, so the next day, and Isabel and Gabe are having some alone time. And she, and it's so interesting because I know that TLC does this for a reason and I still don't know exactly what the reason is. There's so many amazing, delicious foods out there, but they always want to go with this obscure thing that (laughs) Americans feel like every other country is like super weird and gross. But I just, I'm like, I just don't know. Anyway, so um, they're trying chinchura. Chinchura, am I saying that right? Chinchuria? I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's intestine. Yeah. So Chinchuria, I believe, it's beef. And she's saying that she's giving Gabe a dare and she's not going to allow him to know what it is because she knows that if she know, he knows, he won't try it. So he tries a piece and his face is all squinted up and he's like, mm, delicious, right? But his face is all sour. And I started laughing because it was clear that he did not think it was delicious. And she finally tells him that it's the cow's intestine, um, which, you know, I'm open to trying new food, April, but I need to know what it is. So Gabe hasn't told us exactly what his background is, but it seems like his background is something Spanish speaking. 
or he learned the language because that's something I wanted. Like, that's my next note. I love that he speaks the language. I love yes. it. So I'm actually surprised that he hasn't had intestines in some form hmm. because it's not uncommon across different cultures to have intestines in some form. Like, you have menudo, which is a Mexican like soup with intestines mm -hmm. um, in the South. Mostly in some parts of the other parts of the U.S., we eat the intestines and the stomach. It's chitterlings and hog mog. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm I'm a little bit surprised that he's never had it. Yeah, I actually, that's a good question. I don't actually really know his background either. Oh, you think well, I'm going to find out though? <laughs> so, yeah. go ahead. And you said you won't eat something unless you know what it is. Yeah. So I have a story about how I ate um, pig brain for about a month without knowing it. <laughs> Ooh, story. Um, yeah. So this little shop near me when I was living in Mexico sold for just two pesos, little tiny quesadillas. And living on a budget, it was a great thing to go and eat. And I asked the guy the first time that I got it what it was. And he said sesos, but I thought he said queso. And so I ate them for a full month, like every single day after I take Taylor to school. I'd go by that place, get some of them, go home. And that was my breakfast and lunch, right? One of the moms outside the school one day said to me, so you like pig brain? And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, I see you get the sesos all the time. I said, sesos? Sesos means brain. I thought he said queso. But you liked it though, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then after you found out, did you still go eat them? I did not eat it anymore. Oh, really? I went one time and I clarified with him. Like, this is say-so, not queso, and he just laughed. But you already enjoyed it. But I, after I knew that it was brain, I couldn't do it anymore. But I thought it was the creamiest of cheeses. Interesting. <laughs> creamiest of cheeses. <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story. My mom clowned me today. She clowned me so big and so wide that I just was like, Okay, so I'm very close with my mom. She knows me, like knows me, knows me. And actually there are a few things that she's done recently that I'm just like, wow, this woman really does know me. So anyways, as, I, as you guys know, my power is off for a couple of days. So today I was going through my fridge to see all the things that I needed to throw out. Mm -hmm. So I said to her, I have some, uh, there's some yogurt and there's some oat milk in the fridge. And I'm like, you know, if in doubt, throw it out. And I'm having a little bit of doubt. She's my mom's like, just throw it out, Linda. Just throw it out. She's like, you know, you, you know, some people have strong stomachs. That's not you. <laughs> yeah. She called, she she pulled your, yeah, she got your number. Yeah. That told me. Okay, mm -hmm. I gotta go. And she hung up. I was <laughs> All right then. <sighs> hey Lisa. Hey, hey. So yeah, um, I do. I do like to explore, but I also have to know what it is I'm eating first. And I think it's interesting that you said as soon as you know or knew, it changed your mind. I think a lot of us are like that too. I think that we probably prejudge, and as soon as in our mind, our mind starts to justify what we like and we don't like. Yeah. I um, C. Cruz says, I throw everything out too. My husband thinks the expiration date is a suggestion. Oh, hell no. Expiration date is goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm with your husband. 
Oh, you inspiration today is a suggestion. I most, for the most part, have a Teflon stomach. I've eaten guacamole out of my car that I left overnight. Oh, yeah. See, I couldn't. Like, I would want to, but I would be, it would be a mess for me. Like, I do have, like, I'm just, I have a sensitive stomach for real. My mom's not wrong. Um, <laughs> so back to Gabe and Isabel. One of the things that I also did not like that she said, and again, I don't know if it was lost in translation, April, is that she said that she sacrificed a lot for the relationship. You know, she left living at home with her parents and working at home with her parents and moved an hour and a half away to live in this apartment that let's not forget Gabe bought and furnished and is paying yes. for. Yes. So I'm not sure exactly what the sacrifice is there because Gabe has also picked up his entire life, left his family and moved to a whole new country. So if we're going to talk about sacrifice, I, uh... yeah, I'm not, I mean, maybe she's going to tell us more like she was pursuing a particular school or she left a particular job that was really good to her. Um, but yeah, you miss, you'll miss your friends and family being right there, but they're an hour and a half away. They're not a flight away. And you know, that's traffic in Los Angeles. Yeah. You hit the 405 and that's it. You can be on there for an hour and a half. So again, what, what's the sacrifice again? Yeah, but, okay. In the car that Gabe is also probably paying for. Exactly. Uh, but I will say I was impressed that the, the local was actually driving versus the foreigner driving. Cause we rarely see that. And I always talk shit about that. <laughs> so Gabe goes on to say, will your parents be okay uh, with me being trans? And she says, I don't know. And what I didn't like, she said, yes, it's his decision, but isn't it a decision that she should be supportive because she kept saying it's your decision, your decision, which it is Gabe's decision, but it's also a decision that she should support because yeah. that's her partner. What did you think about that? So I hated this conversation so much because of what I said earlier. What have you been talking about for the past several months, years? What have you been talking about? How is he just now asking the question or learning that your father might have an issue? And also, and then, how are you not laying down the foundation for your parents to not have an issue? Right, because we already know that your family loves him. Yes. So again, you're now setting him up for failure in the sense that they're not, not that perhaps they're going to have an issue with him, but the fact that you've deceived them for so long. Uh -huh. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I didn't like that. Um, I didn't like the fact that she said, I don't know if everything will be okay after. And I didn't like the fact that she said, sometimes she thinks it's best not to say anything. Mm -hmm. because no one will know or notice. I thought yeah. that, that was really an ignorant statement to say. And I also feel like, and again, you guys, I'm sorry. I'm a little trippy with the words, but you're going to understand what I'm trying to say. And what I'm trying to say is I feel like in those situations, you're really putting the person back in the closet, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. where you're saying uh, it's just don't tell anyone and no one will know mm -hmm. and no one will notice. Well, this person has, gone through their life journey and and accepted themselves for who they are and why should we minimize that does that make sense april yes it absolutely makes sense this is a person who enjoys doing one person pride parades and being proud of who they are is a large part of their platform mm -hmm. you know 
um, in his, if you scroll back down on his Instagram before he was ever on the show, this is a huge thing that he likes to talk about. So number one, why would you encourage to see in any way? That it, you know, you want him to be honest with you. So why would you be encouraging any form of deceit? Um, and then the other thing that I didn't like about it is she's, she's saying that it would be okay with her if he just pretended that that wasn't a part of his life. Right. That's what I'm saying. So are you actually really accepting him for who he is? Exactly. It seems like to me that she's got some growth to do in this area. Um, because how do you have, we met her two gay friends that she was out with the night that she met Gabe. Um, and now you have a boyfriend um, who is a proud uh, transgender person. And you're okay with going into your parents' home and knowing that your father may have a problem with that and not speaking up about it. That's, you know, that's a problem for me. If you have all of us, depending on your personal beliefs, if you believe that transgender people should have the right to exist, gay people should have the right to exist, then you need to be laying that foundation down in every part of your life, in every friend group and every family group that you're with. If when that issue comes up, you should be the one making it okay for a gay person or transgender person to exist in that same room. You shouldn't have to wait for them to enter the room. Make it okay for them to be in the room beforehand. It's powerful right there. That's powerful right there. <sighs> yeah. So again, I didn't like a lot of that stuff. And then Gabe said, you know what? I don't want secrets. One day they will know. And it best if it comes from him, he said, which is true. Everything that's done in the darkness comes to light. Um, so he says they need to know. And it's important to me because I love your family, he said. And she keeps saying to him, it's your decision. As if yeah. you can do it. I warned you, they might not be cool with it, but you can do it. But it's your decision. And I love Dave's point on this. He's like, I love them. You don't deceive people that you love. Yeah. But again, I take what you're saying. Why didn't we have this conversation when you met the parents? Yeah. Or in the meantime, if, okay, let's say it wasn't safe a year ago when they started dating. I don't remember exactly how long they've been dating, but let's say it was a year ago. If it wasn't mm -hmm. safe at that point, well, now you've had a full year to make some headway. And they love him. And instead of doing that, you decided to just sit on your hands and say, it's your decision, it's your decision, it's your decision. That's, you know, that's that's not, I won't criticize her. I'll just say she just has some growth to do in that area. That part. Um, we're going to move on because we still have three more couples to do. Yes. We're going to move on to Jamie and Chris. Yes. First morning together, both so happy. They're both in their lover's bliss. They said they had great sex, great chemistry. Oh, but by the way, Chris needs to go to um, a pharmacy because she needs toothpaste because allegedly the airport threw her toothpaste away and she can't use any toothpaste that has mint in it because she's allergic to it. So she needs to use a kid's toothpaste instead. What were your first thoughts on that, April? My first thought was, so you mean to tell me that she's sitting up in Jamie's face blowing hot morning breath? <laughs> That's funny. 
That was the first thing I thought. I was like, why would you be so close if you haven't brushed your teeth yet, ma'am? I, I mean, and when was the last time? Because you came yesterday. So did you not brush your teeth last night either? Like, there's a lot going on. Um, so she doesn't want to get a bed. They want to stay in marital bliss. So they're not married. I'm just calling it marital bliss. Um, and then when they finally get up, we find out that uh, she brought Jamie her wedding shoes and wedding dress. So Jamie hadn't seen the shoes or the dress yet. She tries on the shoes. She loves them. Uh, Chris paid for them and Chris is willing to pay for everything. This is what we're learning in this whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, they talk about the fact that they need to discuss finances together as a couple moving forward. But Chris has informed us all that she sold her home. So she's okay with covering all the bills for both of them, which I think is an interesting stance to take. Mm -hmm. And Jamie admits that she found the apartment. She went over budget. But again, she went over budget because guess what? She doesn't give a shit. She's not paying. She's not paying. So she's like, ooh, I went over just a little bit. And $100, it might be a little bit to her. But to to Chris, it's a lot because she's budgeted for it all. What were your thoughts on that? Okay, so I didn't really think $100 was that significant of a difference. Mm. Am, is that, am I wrong for feeling that way? Like if you, if she had a list of things that she wanted the apartment to have, would she rather have all 10 things on her list and pay a hundred dollars more or have nine things and be in budget? But what if the difference of a hundred dollars is whether having groceries for the month or not, then it makes a difference. Yes. I just, I just didn't find a hundred dollars to be that much. I mean, like a hundred dollars is one dinner out. But is it one dinner out in Colombia? Oh, I actually don't know how to convert to Colombian pesos. That's what I'm saying. Like maybe a hundred dollars is but more. But her money that she's planning on spending per month is based on dollars, though, right? It's bit like the amount of money that she sold her house for. She's like, this is five hundred dollars is twenty five percent more than four hundred dollars. Yeah, I think it's a deal. She's agreeing with me, April, for a change, because they tend to agree with you most of the time. But for once, someone is agreeing with me. And I think it's a big deal, right? Because like Stevie said, it's cheap to live there. But if you budgeted for $400 for housing, $100 for food, and then maybe another $100 for, you know, like your gas and all the other stuff, then yeah, that $100, yeah. it's a makes a big deal i guess in the grand scheme of things she should have just said she should have just said i found this place it has everything that you want but it's a hundred dollars over do you want it and not yeah, just got it that part okay today must I'm be wrong. my lucky day i have power and you guys are finally agreeing with me because you know y'all never agree with me connie i thought about you and i thought about you connie because you commented on something on instagram with the rc collab and Connie, April, is from Canada like me. And we don't have RC Cola anymore. But everyone in the comments was like, yeah, but we have it in Chicago. And yeah, we have it in such and such. And we have it in such and such. And I was like, well, Connie's saying that she doesn't have it in Canada. Yes, but, so how does that help? But thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. We'll talk about that. And then 
so the other thing that was confusing to me, and I wish Jamie was in the comments again today because I would like her to answer this. So Jamie posted on her social media not too long ago that she has a law degree. She's an attorney, but she's not a practicing attorney. And on the show today or on Sunday, she said that she's an administrative assistant for some like Bitcoin something. And she's on holidays for 30 days so that she can have time for Chris. And I was like, I mean, you know, whatever. Not everyone uses their degree um, for work, but I would think that, I don't know. I'm just going to say it. I would think that if she has a degree to be an attorney, she should just practice being an attorney. Why are you, um, why are you not? I know that there are some countries, I'm trying to see if um, Columbia is one of them. There are some countries where a law degree is just a university degree. It's like the equivalent of a bachelor's degree. Oh. Um, yeah, and that's the reason why when some people come to the United States and they see notarios, they think, oh, I can go to that person to get something done. They're an attorney. But in the United States, a notario is not an attorney. Oh. So I don't know if Columbia is one of those countries and her law degree is just, um, not just, but it's like the equivalent of a bachelor's degree, not like practicing law, but um, maybe that's why, or maybe there is some additional step that she would need, like some additional certification or bar membership or something like that. Like we have here, I can graduate from law school and not be a practicing attorney if I don't pass the bar. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. Um, so Chris says that she's going to use the money that she has to pay all the bills. And Jamie's like, you know, I can help if you need me to help. I can go back to work after the 30 days. And basically, they just want to make sure that they stay within budget and that they can make things work. So <clears throat> they go out because they're going to go to the pharmacy and they're walking down the street. Chris is like completely floored because in the small city that she's from, there's no big buildings. I think they, she said they have two stores and one gas station. So she's like floored by all the things she's seeing around her. They get to the store and they get the bubblegum toothpaste. But one of the things, you guys, and again, the internet streets have been talking, is so Chris, she does get bubblegum toothpaste, right? Because no mint, she can't have mint, she's allergic. But she also then says that she has a bad neck and a bad back. She was in two separate car incidences where the first accident, she wrecked her, her back and the second, or excuse me, the first accident, she wrecked her neck. The second accident, she wrecked her back. So she's had chronic pain her whole life. Um, and so she deals with pain on a daily basis. She needs surgery, she goes on to say. And so her doctor said that she needs this. And it's called, and I don't know if I'm saying it right, but Sonalgen Max and Hydrocodone. But it, it's it's an opioid, you guys, and it has mm -hmm. 10 milligrams of hydrocodone. And one of the things that I didn't know, you guys, is that Colombia, in Colombia, you can buy opioids over the counter. Yep. yep. So this is an opioid, you guys. This is a drug. This is a drug that she bought. And when they showed it on the show, notice they blurred the whole thing out. But if you look on the side, you can see that this is exactly what it is. 30 tablets. And it's 10 bucks a tablet in Colombia, you guys. 
this is an opioid. So going back to all the rumors about her drug addiction, what are your thoughts on this, April, before I say my thoughts? Um, so my thoughts on this are that if you're taking this kind of medication on a daily basis, you have a drug dependency problem. Ding! I agree with you. I agree with you. The simple fact that she woke up the very next day and made it about toothpaste, but really it was about getting this opioid and her relying on an opioid. If you're taking opioid on a daily basis, you guys, you have a dependency. And the dependency is huge. Because I'm not even saying how often you're taking it because we don't know. But let's say you're taking it every single day because you're saying in your life you deal with uh, pain on a daily basis. It's a big deal. So yeah. like I said, the internet streets have been talking and this is a big deal. So it wasn't really about the toothpaste, was it? It was really about you picking up the opioid that you have a dependency on and you need it on a day-to-day -day basis. That part, her new dealer. If you guys remember, we had this conversation and I think April is the one that brought it up where if you have a dependency, it doesn't matter where you are because people were like, well, if she has a dependency, then she's going to not want to leave her dealer. And then April told us that, hey, if you have a dependency, you'll find your dealer wherever you yep. are. So exactly, she found it immediately. So one of the things that Jamie says, you know, this is a lot for me. She's got a lot of issues. And these are only issues that I could remember off the top of my head. So she has chronic neck pain, chronic back pain, narcolepsy. She has night terrors. And now she has these allergies or mint allergy. Am I missing anything that, that she said so far? I mean, those are all the medical conditions. But then she also has some other issues outside of that. Um, so she's also got, she doesn't speak the language. She's yeah. never been in a city environment. And she's never been out the country that part so yeah you're taking on a whole lot and you guys think you're getting married don't forget they were gonna get married in the first nine days that she got there so we'll see what happens let's move on to the next couple Mahmoud and Nicole I just want to say at the top right now Nicole is not going to last in Egypt Nicole is not going to last in Egypt. Nicole doesn't want to know anything about the culture. She doesn't want to live that lifestyle. She doesn't want to be about that life. I don't even understand why we're even going through the motions right now. And you can say all day up and down, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. But guess what? At the end of the day, those are just words that are coming out of your face. Because I don't even believe every time that Mahmoud says, I love you, I love you, he's just saying it because he doesn't want to have the hard conversation. And you're just saying it because you don't want to have the hard conversation. And now that you want to have the hard conversation, I find out that he already had the conversation with you and you agreed to it. And now you're mm -hmm. backpedaling and that's on you, my friend. And you didn't have to go. You were having doubts when you were still in LA. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <sighs> this is another situation where I don't understand what their conversations have been about because if she was there before, and like she said, she admitted, she agreed she was going to do certain things, but then found it was overwhelming for her. At that point, it would have been, look, here are our options to meet in the middle. A, B, C, D. Can you deal with any one of these options? If no, I don't come back to Egypt. But she's gone back to Egypt, and he's like, well, you agreed to it. And she's still saying, but I backpedaled. I changed my mind. What's the yeah, conversation been? 
Nicole, just go ahead and go home. Because I already saw the preview where it's just one day and she's crying in the bathroom wanting to go home. You shouldn't even have gone there because you would, this is not the life you want. Yeah. So either you did it because you want to be on TV or you did it because you want to be in love. Because the other thing, April, I'm finding in episode four is I find Mahmood really um, immature. And knowing that he's never had, never been in a relationship, it's showing to me a lot. So let's just talk a little bit about the things. So she's happy and annoyed because she's happy to be there, but she's also annoyed that they're already fighting five minutes into her landing. They get in the car and they're fighting again because he checks her his phone. She says to get off the phone. She says, put it away. He does it. And then he teases her and says, well, maybe, you know, there's a secret on the phone that I'm keeping from you, which I just think is game playing ridiculous. And that's why I said in my, my note is, is he immature? Like you guys are already fighting and now you're going to add on to the fight. Like I just think that as a 30 something, cause he's 30 and she's 38. That's an immature move. Yes, very much. So then um, we find out that his whole family lives in like one place, one apartment. His brother lives upstairs. The other brother's on the side. They all have kids and families and all the thing. Mom's the matriarch of the home. So people are coming in and out, in and out. And that's something else Nicole doesn't like. She wants to have her own place. She needs space to be herself. She doesn't want to be surrounded by other people. And... So when they get to the house, he's complaining because he's complaining that her bags are too heavy and she's complaining that she has to go up the stairs. There's a whole joke that goes on. Um, they get in the house and there were a lot of people. The mom was there, like 10 kids, his brother and his 10, her 10 kid or his 10 kids. And it's not 10 kids, but it just felt like a it's lot terrible. of people. A lot, right? So <clears throat> she gets there and there's tea and everyone's talking amongst themselves and welcoming her mom calls her the light of cairo <laughs> and uh nicole is feeling a little bit overwhelmed and then they're joking about her leaving and is this the permanent stay or are you staying forever and Mahmood jokes that he's going to keep her passport and i was like that is a red flag the fact that he even said it means it passed through his mind yeah. Never, ever, ever joke about taking somebody's passport away from them. I don't even like, if somebody says that to you, just don't even consider that it's a joke. Get no. out of wherever you are. Listen to April. The fact that he said it is very alarming. So she's feeling overwhelmed. She says she's an introvert with all these people all the time. It's just overwhelming for her. Then, then they brought out um, some fried potatoes. And she complained about that. She said in Egypt, they eat a lot of fried food. And my note is she's used to LA where everyone's on paleo or keto or no fat, non-fat or no food, all the things. She lives that lifestyle. She's about that lifestyle. So now she's saying that she can't eat like just regular normal people food because you know what? She's from LA, y'all. That's it. That's it. <laughs> ah. Then we see her sister-in-law, Fatima, uh, who's from Asia, from China, and she's adjusted. And Nicole's like, you know, she's better at adjusting than me. How did she do it? All the things. And I was like, it's because she has accepted it and you haven't accepted it and you don't want to live this lifestyle. So that's why she's adjusted yeah. and you haven't. Yeah. 
She may also come from a place where she already had a little bit less autonomy. Um, so maybe not as hard of a transition as Nicole is finding it. April, Nicole doesn't want to live there. She doesn't. And I honestly don't even think that she really wants to be with Mahmood. I think that she just wants to be on TV. That's what I think. What is her, what do you think is her end goal? Like, what does she get out of being on TV? She gets uh, to be internationally known. She can use this platform to then also become an influencer. She's in the fashion game. Mm. So she makes clothes. So I'm, I'm assuming that she probably has a website somewhere out there that she'll now have a wider audience. Um, and what else did she say? And she has like, she buys and sells like reused clothes. So again, she'll have a wider audience for that. And she can build on that. Maybe. I see, okay, if it was my plan to be on TV because I want like to get more clients or something, I would want to give a good impression of myself. So I don't understand how it would be beneficial to go on TV and know that you are going to be in a stupid character. Because because people forget after a while that you were the stupid character. They just remember that you were on international TV. I mean, look at Angela. I mean, but there are certain... Let's say there's certain brands that I want to go after or things that I want to do. I would mm -hmm. want to have an image that I don't want to just be stuck advertising like a weight loss pill or you know like something minor like that. I want to do like a Fenty Savage like Kalani. You know, like I'd want to keep a relatively reasonable yeah. image. Who's coming into this looking completely like an idiot? Yeah, but I don't think she cares. I think it's the end game for her, but your what you're saying makes sense to me, and I would want to be the same way. But I think some people it doesn't really matter as long as they're on TV. Um, so she wants to call it a night. She's like, you know what, Egypt. Okay, so Fatima. One of the other things Fatima says is Fatima is adjusted, and Nicole asks, like, well, you know, do you have a lot of friends outside of this? And Fat Mahmoud's brother says. No, there's no friends, only family. Don't need and then Fatima says, in Egypt, women don't go out much anyways. And then the brother says, we have a big family, so no need for outside friends. And then I thought of Drake, no <laughs> new friends, no new friends song. And I thought, wow. Um, and so Nicole's over it. She's like, I just want to go and relax and, and lie down. So they go into the room. Lisa says, well, April, you'd want to make a good impression as a business owner because you're not a fool. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> um, so they go in the room and then they start fighting again. And they're fighting again about the clothing, the noise, the chaos. And it's the same issues that she's, she left before on. And she feels like Egypt just had it waiting for her to come back. Well, no, Nicole, it wasn't so much I was waiting for you. It's more the fact that you have not dealt with the issues, even though you had however long, over a year to deal with these issues and decide what you want and not want. And it's clear to me that you don't want this lifestyle. It's just very clear to me. Very clear. So she was like, you know, I don't understand why we keep fighting about the clothing. And he's like, well, I talked to you about it. You agreed. You said you would cover up and you would wear a hijab. And she's like, yeah, I know I said yes before, but then I changed my mind. 
because I, I, it's too overwhelming and it's too strict and there are too many rules and it's stifling who I am as a person. Well, then why did you say yes? So I have a question, Linda, mm -hmm. and everybody in the chat, because I don't know a whole lot about being Muslim. I read in a comment underneath uh, 90 Day Fiance that it was wrong for him to try and force this on her because in the religion, it's supposed to be your individual choice if you want to cover up your individual choice between you and how you feel your relationship is with Allah, whether you want to cover up or not, and that it's not his place to try and force her. Is that true? So I don't know if that's true or not, but I will say in this episode, he did mention that it's part of the Quran, but he also said it's also for him. He doesn't want others to see his wife as sexy. That's what he said in this episode. So I don't know if it's 100% part of the religion. I do know that many people that follow that culture and lifestyle do cover up. Uh, when I spent time in Saudi Arabia as a female, um, even though that's not my culture, I still respected the culture and covered up all the time because it does bring unwanted limelight to you mm -hmm. and it's also considered a disrespect to the culture when the woman yeah. even if you're even as a foreigner so yeah in saudi like i was i, I did the whole thing covered it could be hot y'all i'm sweating yeah. bullets but I, everything is covered except for my face so i covered up in turkey but it's because i'm always masquerading as not american mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes we've had this conversation april <laughs> It was really interesting though, because people would try and make guesses about where I was from. Like normally if people are guessing where I'm from, it's, you know, something completely different, but covered up in Turkey. They're like, are you from Somalia? And I was like, huh, interesting. Interesting. Uh, Seeker says, I think he truly believes in his religion and he's believing that is he's protecting her. Either way, I'm going to find out the answer to your question, April, because I actually don't know. And again, if you're watching the replay, you guys, and you know the answer, is it indeed part of the religion or is it is it the man that follows the religion that also wants to have it be that way? Let us know in the comments. Um, <clears throat> she feels forced to cover up. Uh, he says he asked her. He told her about it. She said yes, but then she's like, you know, I can't handle it. And my note is Nicole is ridiculous. I think that before you should have, before you moved there, you should have had all these conversations and you agreed. And now you already say it's not for you. And then you want him to quote, let you be and do what you want and dress like you want. Well, it's going to be a fight because before you got married, he asked you those questions. And like, I always tell you guys, when you have the serious questions, serious conversations, have the serious conversations and be honest with yourself. Don't just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm -hmm. guess what? it's going to come bite, come back, come back to bite you in the butt. That's what's going to mm -hmm. happen. And that's what's happening with Nicole. He thought she was on board. She said she was on board and now she's not on board. And it was ridiculous of her to go back anyways, because she was already not on board when she was packing up her stuff. Right. Because if she was truly on board, she would have come with like her, 
toiletries. There was no need for her to bring any clothes. Just get your abaya, get your hijab, and move on with your life, girl. That's what she signed up for. That part. Last and certainly not least is Debbie. Oh, I really am loving Debbie. I'm really loving Debbie. April, like 100%. I love Debbie this much, and I hate her son this much. Like, oh, yeah, her son, Julian. I don't like her son. Her son, Julian, you guys. Woo! I... I just wanted to say, like, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. Last week, I told you it's all about the money for him. That's what he's protecting. He's protecting his future inheritance, and he doesn't give a shit about anything else. So Debbie in her peacock purse, super cute. Uh, son is a super asshole towards her, says really mean things towards her. They're driving to the attorney's office to do a prenup, and he says that he wants to drop her off at a retirement home instead en route. Um and she's like, don't worry, we're going to go to the uh, attorney's office. We're going to do this prenup so you feel comfortable. And I'm also going to make sure that you kids are provided for. Okay. So that was obviously a conversation that they had in order for her to have to actually even say that. Because like I said to you guys last week, he doesn't give a shit what his mom's doing. He's worried about that future money yep. that he yep. has already spent in his head because it's his. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what he's worried about. And that's what he's pissed off about. And so he's belittling his own mom on national TV. So he goes on to say that she takes is taking an unnecessary risk, meaning that, Hey, you're risking my money for no reason. And she, he doesn't want her to quote, marry this guy. And he goes on to say a bunch of stuff. And then here's the thing that I am not okay with. And I'm going to probably go on in a mini rant. But the mom then justifies Julian. So Debbie justifies Julian saying he's rough around the edges. Yes, he says insulting and mean things, but he does it because he loves me. Now, I'm going to tell you that often on this platform, I talk about abuse. Okay. And so if this is going to be a triggering moment for you, I want to give you a trigger warning. Okay. Abuse comes in many forms, you guys. Okay. It can be physical, it can be verbal, it can be financial, it can be emotional. It comes in many forms. What this son, in my opinion so far, is doing is verbally abusing his mom and putting her down so that she feels less than and does the things that he wants. That's abuse. And for her to simply say, and minimize the fact that he says means things to her on a regular basis and he's quote rough around the edges but he does it because he loves me that's a justification and it's not an okay justification in my mind it is not okay if indeed you are being abused in any form shape or way for you to have to then justify your abuser your abuser is in the wrong you're not in the wrong do you want to say anything to that? <laughs> Preach, Linda. Thank you. I I agree with Joslo says, you guys are harsh. I like that Julian is protecting her. So Joslo, I want to address that. I'm dealing with a situation right now with my mom. My mom's going to watch this later. I love you so much, mom. Hey, mommy. But we kids have to talk to our parents in a way that still recognizes that they are human. And they are deserving of love as well, you know? So 
we want we want to protect our parents, but we don't talk to them the way that he is talking to her. There are alternatives available instead of making her feel like she's lived this much of her life, but she's stupid. That part. That part. I uh, that part. I again. There's no. There's no way in my mind. I don't care. Actually, I'm just going to be honest. I don't care. There's just no reason to to talk crazy to people and to put them down to, and to say all the mean things. There's just no reason for it. I mean, I get we can all say crazy things sometimes and be in the heat of the moment, but when you're consistently berating someone and that person has to turn around and say, oh, that person's doing it because you because they love me. No, it's it's just not okay with me. So they get to the law office and I had some jokes because I just, between the, the sign that said law office and then the wicker baskets, I was like, this is like a law office from Bed Bath & Beyond. It's like the worst staging ever. Right? I was like, mm, this looks like Bed Bath & Beyond here, but whatever. <laughs> um, And so, and this is where you're going to come in, April. So the first thing that Julian has an issue with is how do we know that the country is going to honor our contract? He asked, because again, he wants to protect his money that he has already spent in his head. And it's really, not his money. <laughs> it's his mom's money, but it's his money in his mm -hmm. inheritance. Um, so how do we know that the country is going to honor the contract? He says, um, and my note says, yeah, he's about the money. So how do we know that yeah. that would be the case? So American courts operate under the principle of jurisdiction. They can only make a judgment over what they have jurisdiction over. So her property in Georgia, they have jurisdiction over that. The issue that Julian is probably more concerned about is her bank accounts and what money she has in her bank accounts. Because if she goes there and he says, you know, let's withdraw all of your money from your bank account and put it in an account here in Morocco. Well, now the government of Morocco has jurisdiction over that. And that's what was Julian's concern. Julian is worried that his mom will transfer all her U.S. funds uh, there, which Osama will have access to. And again, I don't think he's worried about his mom. He's worried that money isn't there. Money. Yeah. there be there for him in the future. Yeah. Because if he was truly worried about his mom, what I would do is say, okay, mom, you met this guy who lives out of the country. Let's all go meet him. Let's let's all go meet him at different times so that we can all have different experiences. Me and my sister, I'll go one month, somebody else go the next month, and we can all meet this guy, all have experience with him, and then you can decide whether or not to marry him. That part, be involved. If you if you're so worried, Julian, be involved. And you know your mom's moving. How about go there with her while she's moving? Help set her up. Make sure she's going to be all good to go. And then you won't have as many concerns as you're having, unless you're only concerned about the money. Yeah, because I'd be like, you know, looking at her life. Okay, she didn't have a good time in her relationships before. She didn't feel valued. She didn't feel loved. That's all she like. Is it's normal for somebody to want that? Right. But she also so, did say she spent 12 years alone and yeah. sorting through all of that stuff. So, you know, I think that just because someone gets older doesn't mean that they're stupid. It doesn't. It doesn't. And maybe being more involved in that way, like let's go all meet him together, 
can help her be open with speaking what her concerns might be. Because the way that he's talking to her, she's never going to be open about any concerns that come up because he's already so negative. That part. Um, Moses transported, I think it is. I agree. He can bring up his concerns respectfully and offer his support if and when she needs it. That part. That part, I just, I think that, you know, you can bitch, 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 bitch and complain, or you can, you know, you're a police officer at the part then be a police officer and be protective and, and hop on a plane with your mama and go on over with her and help set her up. Yes. But to me, she's having to talk about uh, prenups and she's having to talk about making sure the kids are provided for. That's on you, friend. That's on you, Julian. You're just you're just thinking about the money and you're not thinking about your mom's happiness. And then the simple fact that you go and say, oh, well, you you basically messed up two times before. So, like, what do you know? Um, you know what? Had she not messed up, you wouldn't be you wouldn't be alive, Julian. So, yeah. And how about the fact that it was the other people who did her dirty? That part. So, like, stop it. Just stop. I hate like stop putting her down. As yeah. if she, she doesn't hasn't lived a full life. Yeah, we all make mistakes in our lives, but guess what? We try to learn from those mistakes. Yeah. And then you, Junior, coming up and talking crazy to her in your little black or white life. It's just, it's, and I'm saying that purposely, y'all. <laughs> he is yeah. from Georgia. Let's have a Debbie appreciation moment because she could have a hard heart towards love after having you know, been done wrong a few times, but she's decided to have an open heart and to be loving and to be artsy and to be kind. And so far, I, I just hope she gets everything she wants. Maybe not with this guy, but I hope for the rest of her life, she gets what she wants because she deserves. What up, Bobby? Absolutely. What up? Um, I agree with you. And that's that. So I'm hoping, I don't know. I almost hope that it works out for her, even though I know that's absolutely not going to work out. Um, but I hope that she shows her son that she has her wits about her, that she knows what she's doing regardless. I hope she goes to Morocco and meets an older gentleman um, who maybe is also there on vacation or maybe lives there and they just have a beautiful life. That would be fantastic. That is it, you guys. We have covered all the couples. You guys, make sure you're following April on YouTube and Instagram, just everywhere on social media. She's amazing. <laughs> um, don't forget to like and subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, and you know what? I'm not going to say anything because every time I'm like, I'm going to be here tomorrow, then the power goes out. I'm going to be here tomorrow, and then YouTube takes my page. I'm going to be. So I will just say, I will see you all very soon. Um, we're doing all the shows. And um, yeah. What do you got going on, April? Um, I'm still doing any of your immigration questions that you have. I will answer those if you send them to me. They could be 90-day related or any other immigration matter. And that is what I have going on. Beautiful. You guys, until next time, have a fabulous rest of Monday. And we'll see you very, very soon. Bye for now. Bye-bye.